Hello everyone and welcome to the One Point Safety Show with Scouse Andy and Scott. This is a Washington Commanders and NFL podcast with a twist. We'll give you weekly updates on the trials and tribulations of the Commanders and have special guests along the way. Anyway, that's enough ramble for now. On with the pod. So hello everyone and welcome back to the One Point Safety Show with myself, Scott Hartley, and my glorious co-host, Scouse Andy. How are you, mate? You okay? Yeah, I'm good, pal. I'm good. How are you doing, man? How are we? Yeah. Yeah, I'm good, mate. You you okay? Yeah, I'm good, man. How are you doing? Yeah, good. Yeah, sorry about that. I think we've uh, we've messed up again on the old uh, YouTube live. I hope this works, and I hope it is still streaming. It says it is, so uh, we'll see how it goes. But yeah, all good. Um, busy week again, but um, yeah, busy week in Commanders Land as well. So it seems like um, all is all is going well. We have a general manager scouse. Um, obviously, um, not Andy Peters, but yeah, it's Adam Peters, um, <laughs> who we've got in from the uh, San Francisco 49ers. He was their uh, assistant GM. He's previously been with the New England Patriots and he's previously been with Denver Broncos as well. But building a big, um, big roster and a uh, winning culture over at the 49ers. And he has come on board uh, signing a five year contract with us. Uh, did you watch his press conference at all, Scouse? Yeah, I did. To be fair, yeah, I did. Um, I thought it was pretty. It was it was pretty good, to be honest. I it, it was a very quiet demeanor. Um, I thought, um, which is quite nice to see, rather than the big bravado, the big brash kind of talk, which is what you kind of see a lot of GMs talk like. Um, he's you can see he's just a quietly confident guy. He just knows what he's doing. Um, and yeah, man, I, I was I was I was I was impressed. I mean, it wasn't. Too impressed with the thank you of everyone for the first 10 minutes. You know, that was a bit of a off. <laughs> yeah, you know, tell me what you're going to do to the team, man. Um, you know, and, you yeah, know, we finally got into it a little bit and I thought it was quite useful. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I understand why he's done that. It's a big job to take on first general manager position. You know what I mean? You're, you've hit the highs of where you are in your field. You know, you can't do much more than that unless you go into the actual NFL itself as commissioner or something, you know, ridiculous like that. But yeah, this guy's a born winner, um, as Josh Harris said at the press conference. Um, he's He's gone everywhere and he's won everywhere. Um, seems like he's built rosters a lot. I've heard a lot of talk through the week that it's been... Him that he's been, uh, Mr. Peters, that took it on, and he's the guy who's done, you know, the back end of the draft. He's the one who's done rounds four onwards, um, for the majority of it, and rounds one to three. Um, it's been the GM of the 49ers, and he's had some input into the third round. But looking at that, I mean, his background goes back to like analytics and scouting. There's there's a lot of of background in football there, which is great to see. And if he's picking up talent like you know, um, Fred Warner in the third round, and he's picking up talent like George Kittle in the fifth, and Brock Purdy is Mr. Irrelevant. Then there's hope there. There's hope that he, he is a talent spotter and that he can set, spot talent because that's something we need on this team. We need to find talent, especially in the later rounds. If you're going to have a quicker rebuild, then you need to hit on these picks. Um, and obviously having five in the top 100, um, this is a big opportunity for him to go to work um, with the new head coach and go from there. Yeah, I mean, he knows. I mean, he knows this. This is the the best place available. I thought it was between 
us and I'd say when once Seattle came up, I thought they were the two best kind of franchises to go for if you were going to be somebody like Peters. Now, obviously, Peters is never going to go to the across the across the across the way there, you know, for the because being a ex 49er, there's no way in hell you go and go in, in division and go go up for Seattle. So, um, but when you have the full clean slate that you've got here, like you you can mold it in your image pretty damn fast. Now, normally, you know, these things take three, four, five, six years for a GM to get the way he wants it because you've normally got head coaches in the way with long contracts. You've got, you know, you've got staff that you probably don't really want to keep around. You've got loads of players you probably don't want to keep either. Now with this, this is like, well, 80% of it's already done because we've got half a squad, lost all of, you know, they come with the contracts. Um, some of the staff are going to be let go. Um, and you know, and basically the head coach is, is not there, so they can he can do what the hell he wants with this at a, at a, and do it at a fast a fast pace. Um, so yeah, and I can see why he wanted it. I agree with you. I mean, looking at it, you know, in the there's a couple of interesting lines that came out of the the press conference itself. Obviously, the first one was that he said, "Look, you know." There's no head coach here. I, we want the head coach, the owner, and myself to be on the same page. Makes sense. You're rowing in the same direction. Makes complete sense to me. Um, and that he also talked about cornerstones, and he said, you know, that it's not a full rebuild, and there is a few cornerstones on this team. I mean, for you, who are you thinking he's talking about there? Um, well, I think it's the guys that we probably think. Yeah. Let's face it. I mean, there's, there's not many really you could say are true cornerstone pieces. You're no, right. So they, uh, it doesn't matter about contracts or anything. It's like it's not like some of these teams where we've got maybe ten or twelve guys that are amazing, but they want big contracts and you can't get rid. We've literally got about five or six guys. I mean, you know, yeah, you can... we've got two or three contracts, haven't we? Really, I mean, Terry, John Allen, Payne. That's your only three massive contracts that you've got on the yeah, books. Big, big contracts, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, you no, know, even you know, you might even put. Samuel in that as well, 10 mil a year, which is is reasonably high. Yeah, he's uh, a free agent though. He's a free agent, you're right. And then obviously we've got Leno or 15 mil this year, I think, if yep. we keep Leno on. Um, so there, but again, I wouldn't call Leno a true cornerstone piece. I'd call Terry Cosme Jahan Jahan Payne. B Rob, maybe. And maybe B-Rob, that'd probably be it. That'd probably be it for yeah. me. I mean, obviously, I'd like to keep Cam Curl, of course, but again, as you know, he's he's, he's got a chance of being free agent, so um, we'll have to see how that one goes. Um, I still think he could be a cornerstone piece if we actually sorted out the, the actual DBs and the linebackers. I think he could, he, could, he could really excel in our team, but again, it's all ifs and buts at the moment, so we'll have to wait and see. It's going to be very interesting. I mean, the good thing is that he is here, that obviously Josh Harris said he was going to act fast and um, thorough and, and and quick, which is what he's done. You know, the, this is this this guy was the top guy on the market. You know, no matter which way you look at it, it was Ian Cunningham and Adam Peters. They were the two that were talked about. They were the two we both wanted. They were the two highest candidates going into the offseason. Um, and... Yeah, we've got him. You know what I mean? Within a, within a week, we've got to remember here. We're talking on the eighteenth of January, and Ron was only fired ten days ago. Yeah, exactly. You know, now we have a now we have a new new um, new GM in. We've got the head coaching search is well underway. 
And um, yeah, I think this isn't, I think also think the head coaching search isn't going to take that long. I think it might have some sort of like, I mean, I listened to Kai's pod earlier and I think that he's spot on with what he was saying. There might be some sort of agreement in principle along the line somewhere, but um, I don't know whether that's doable in the NFL or because obviously things are strict in timelines when you're talking to people who you can interview, you can't interview when they're still in the playoffs. So overall, I didn't see Kai's pod yet. Oh, have you not? So they were just saying that they reckon that the, the Johnson, potential. Yeah, Johnson, but not just Johnson. They're just saying there's potential to have an agreement in place, no matter who it is. If they were going from McDonald, um, from um, Ravens, Ravens, that's right. Yeah. So if they're going for him, then obviously you can have an agreement in principle, if you like, as well. Um, so it's like buying a house, isn't it? You get an agreement in principle before you go. Yeah, okay, I'm actually going to yeah, get, yeah, yeah, get there. That doesn't mean shit though can always fall through. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Anything I with know, this, man. I, I mean, what I'm to say, just I know it looks like Dallas are keeping uh, McCarthy, so that makes it a bit easier for us to get someone like Johnson. Because I was thinking maybe if Wellman's of Jerry came in and said, hey, could come and take over this team. And <laughs> why not? I don't mean that the only The only bit that worries me um, about Johnson is is someone like Carolina him being a North Carolina quarterback, him being having all the connections down there, would Tepper pay a ridiculous amount of money for him to be there? And would he be tempted by that? And if he is, that's totally fair enough. You've got to earn yeah, your corn people, and do what you can do. But some, some people are some people are motivated by money. Some, some people are be. motivated by success and, and reputation and, and all that. So it just depends what kind of person he is. I mean, sure, I mean I'm sure Tepper would throw money at him. Um, but the thing is, known full well that he could be fired at any time. That this guy is not a good GM. He's not a owner, not a good owner slash GM. He just isn't. Yeah. You know, he gets in the way of his, his, his head coaches with picks. He does. He does exactly what Dan Snyder used to do. Yeah, so exactly right. He is. He is the new Dan Snyder. Like, trust me, man. Like, you you want to stay away from there, especially when your reputation's high. Stay away from there as long as you can. I mean, obviously, if you're on your way out or you no, know, you've got nowhere else to go. Fair enough, but. Someone like Johnson, who's got options, you don't pick Carolina, even if he is from Carolina, as you say, and all the links and things. Um, I just can't see it. But again, as you say, you offer him 20 mil a year, everybody else is offering him 10 or 8. That's what I mean. Yeah, you don't Who know. Knows? Who knows? You know what I mean? But, but for me, I'd, I'd rather back myself and go, well, actually, I want to go somewhere where I can actually do well rather than actually get paid ridiculous. Yeah, I hope that's the case because obviously he is the overwhelming favourite with the bookies. He's the overwhelming favourite with me and you, I believe. Um, and I think you're still on that as well. But, and I think it's kind of set, you know, I, mean, I think a lot of the media are already kind of projecting that this is all, almost a done deal already, but we haven't even interviewed the guy yet. So no, he's, due he's, for an, he's due for an interview tomorrow. And today we've interviewed virtually um, Dan, Quinn's Qu one of them. Dan Quinn and Raheem Mostert today. Um, I'm not oh, sure on... Uh, yeah, Mostert, Morris. he's a he's a running back. What am I he's talking player, about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was <laughs> Raheem Mostert for for head coach. He's he's just yeah. just left. He's just I left. Say he's good, but you know what I'm talking about. Honestly, Mor Morris, thank you. Yeah, I, I mean, dear me, what is going yeah, on? It's obviously been a busy day. Too many Raheems in that in that sentence. That's what it was. But I'm certainly begin with them. But I'll give you that as well. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. I know. Um, and then I think as Mike as as McDonald from the Ravens already had an interview. I'm not sure whether that's happened or hasn't happened. I haven't heard. Sure. 
Montreal. Yeah, Montreal. I haven't heard about anybody else. The only ones are them three that we know. It's fair. Are, I are, think are I think Harbaugh would say no, mate. Just no, not even none until we're out the playoffs. But he's not. Well, he's not. Um, he's he's had a he's had an interview today with the Falcons. Who? McDonald. Jim Jim Harbaugh. No, I don't mean. I don't mean. I don't mean that Harbaugh. I mean. I mean the actual one of. The oh, I in the other one at the Ravens. Right, I'm with you. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was thinking yeah, John of Harbaugh. Yeah, because no, yeah, he's yeah, obviously Harbaugh's probably saying to to um, McDonald saying, "Hey, mm-hmm. no interviews while we're still in the playoffs." I get he's that. Doing me that favor type thing, you know. I, I get think, that. So I can see that. I can see why he might not have been interviewed by anybody. But again, I don't know. I'm not 100. percent yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of retreads out there as well, coaches-wise. I mean, Vrabel's been interviewed by a few today. I think he's been being interviewed by the by the um, Raiders as well. Um, and yeah, it's it's going to be an interesting search. But as long as they're all in the same consensus, I don't mind whether it's offensive or defensive coach. As long as this coach can come in and say, "This is my going to put my stamp on it," and we're all rowing in the same direction, I'm fine with that. There are a few candidates who I wouldn't necessarily like. Um, I've looked back. I still think Bobby Slovic's right up there for me, but um, obviously I completely understand the argument that he's only had one year as an offensive coordinator. And ideally he'd be best placed on the next year's circuit um, for head coaches. I, I, I understand. I completely get that. argument. And that's my but... thought with Slovic. I say, I wanted mm-hmm. Slovic if you, right at the beginning of our, when we first started podding. We did. Um, yeah. I said, I wanted Slovic, but, but as the OC, Mm-hmm. Um, and instead, he went to the Texans and became OC, and he's done a great job, you know. So, I mean, what what could he have done with us? Who knows? You know, you might you might have been able to scheme it open better, or or not. I don't know. But end of the day, at the time, we were happy with EB. I thought he was going to do the business. Instead, he's just been shite. Um, and yeah, I mean, and Slog's doing really well, which is fair play. Um, but yeah, for me. And all he can say, well, you know, you want Ben Johnson, but Ben Johnson's only had two years as OC. Well, yeah, yes. Yeah. But the difference is, the difference is that he's a, yeah, one, one extra year is important, but also it's what he's done, it's how he tailors his, his offense to his players, to his players' skill sets, and doesn't make people square peg round holes. He really doesn't. Um, and that's a skill, that's a massive skill as, as, as a coordinator, even or slash head coach, that you can. You can see that the skills of that player you've got and get the best out of them by tinkering your scheme. Not like, this is my scheme, you better get on the same page. It's like, no, no, no. Okay, you're good at this and this and that. We're gonna do we're gonna scheme it like this to see what I mean. And it just it's just different a different approach, but it works really, really well. And I mean, yeah, I mean, for the Detroit Lions, the last two years, their offense has been insane. And that's with someone like Jared Goff, who was, you know. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Scrappy. I mean, Jared Jer- Jer- Goff, Jer- Goff four and a half thousand yards. Armour sent Brown nearly fifteen hundred yards. Both mm-hmm. running backs over a thousand yards. Exactly. Yeah. You know, Sam Lepore coming on. Yeah, and most of them touchdowns <laughs> were towards the end of the season. Yeah, you know I mean, what I mean. I think I think through has... weeks what weeks one to eleven, he only had like four. Mm-hmm, she's mm-hmm. like, wow, okay. I mean, yeah. you know, you got the so this the, again. And he had Reynolds as well, who, who came up big when he needed. You, I mean, these, these guys, you're like, who are these guys? Yeah, he's getting Gibbs, the best. Unbelievable. Out of them. What? A, what? A, but this is the thing. When we we look back at this now, and I mean, I was, uh, I, I, you know, I spoke to some Lions fans, and I look back and go, wow, your picks this year in what are you doing, Gibbs? Really? You know, I'm thinking that's that's not a first round pick. Come on now, you know what what are you what are you playing at? Like okay, it. I thought he was a first rounder. 
late first. I was just like, wow, that is a, that is a probably a bit of a stretch there. But what a player he's turned into into being. You know what I mean? If you've got a thousand yard back in your rookie season, you, you're you're all set. Montgomery the same. Thousand yards, so it's clear that he was injured for like four weeks. You know, he was, he was. So if you look at like <laughs> Ben know, Johnson's, if you look at Ben Johnson's offense and the way that you said he schemes it up, it's it's open to everybody. There's no specific where you're like, oh, actually, exactly. yeah, you know, this don't is forget. same. Sorry, mate, and don't forget, Saint, Saint Brown is actually a slot receiver. I know, fifteen hundred yards, unbelievable. So you know, I mean, you know. The guy's got what it takes um, to scheme open these dudes, and that's why I'm, I'm excited with what he could do here. And that, and, and he's got more experience as an OC as well, and he's done it two years. is isn't just a, a flash-in-the-pan one-off. I know no, what you mean. What, what's Slovak like next year when everyone's got onto his scheme? Do you see what I mean? That's what I want to see, rather than going, oh, by the way, we're going to get you straight in, head coach, bang, and then you're like, oh, shit. Everyone's, everyone's read my offense already. I'm screwed. See what I mean? So that's why that's why I want to see uh, like two to three years really of, of experience as an OC before looking into hiring them as a head coach slash OC. Yeah, I mean, it's it's things like adjustments as well. Adjustments are done quickly for the Lions as well. And I mean, you know, this, this is what this is the good thing with having Peters here as well is we have to be a bit more patient. I've said this already. We have to be less expectant, which is really hard as a fan. Because obviously everyone wants winning now, and all we've seen in our entire fandom is losing shite. and shite, as you call it. Yeah, twenty-five years of of of, of horrible um, football. But looking back, it, it's going to take two, three years, easy to you know rebuild this there because you can't do everything in a draft and one free agency. It's impossible to do that, and we'll get onto this. But look at these teams around you that these places that have gone on these runs i said it you know on on a couple of pods now but looking at houston you know yeah it's an overnight success they've got the quarterback in cj stroud and they've, they've done really well they went back in for will anderson jr unbelievable you know straight in reed D'Amico ryan's has done a very good job there great oc in bobby slowick everything's ticked the box and everything has kind of got to that that season where you go, oh my God, this is amazing. They might be absolutely shite next year. You, you've got no idea how it's going to go. But with the guy under centre in CJ Stroud, it's worked for them. And that's part of it. What, you, what we, we haven't talked about is the tr- Laramie Tunsil trade, the making sure that your offensive line is built before you get there. These teams are picking three, four, five every single year for two years or so before they finally get that bit missing piece to pop in and they and then they fly. And that's, that's kind exactly of weird, but, what... but we're not there now. We are no, not. No, there no, now. no, no. We're nowhere near that now. I know. I mean, that's what that strategy you just mentioned there from from mm-hmm. Texans over the past four years has been exactly what Ron wanted to do, but he didn't do it properly. No, that was the problem. Oh, yeah, we we've got all the pieces. Just drop the quarterback in at the end, and that's it. Bang. That's exactly what Ron said. And they obviously messed up with the he dropped Winston and obviously that he just dropped and fucking dropped the ball completely. He did. So Texans, as you say, you did you did the other way around. They got the offensive line fixed properly first. Then they got some weapons. Correct. And then they got the quarterback. See what I mean? And it it worked well. And that's what it says worked great. I mean, she Stroud, I mean, he's an absolute, absolute beast. I mean, you same know, real same thing with the Jags, the same thing with the Lions. That's a, a two to three year grind to get to where they are now. And now look at these teams are flying. The Jags um, are the gang of ballers. 
yeah, they did bottle it. I get that, <laughs> but but they were but they are a good there are a good side who should make should have won that division. Let's be honest. But anyway, that is what it is. Um, we'll not we'll not we'll not get onto that. But look at what they're they're doing as a unit. They're doing very well. They're doing very well. Um, so we'll look into. I suppose it moves us on nicely, really, into some fan questions that we've got through, but also um onto our grades, if you want for for what we've what we've got going forwards. I mean, we'll get onto it. But looking at this, I mean, Max Taman's put a question into us. So thanks, Matt. He's uh, M Taman ten. Um, he's put on how much patience are you willing to give this new regime when it comes to on field success. I mean, well, I've just spoke, well, spoke about answered, it there, mate. Well, yeah. It, yeah, I mean, pretty much, mate. It's it's it. I'm happy if everything seems to be progressing. It isn't always about wins and losses for me. I get it as a fan. I want to win every single weekend. I really do, but I know that this is going to be a two to three year project where we're going to get there in that time. And if we all see progress and competitiveness, which were the words that were coming out of Adam Peters' mouth. I'm happy if we see that. Do you know what I mean? Because sometimes you'll you'll say, and 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 I know Jesse and other people said, oh, they hadn't checked out, they haven't checked out, but it looks to the eye test that the effort isn't there in some of them games towards the end of the season that have just gone. I mean, you can you can correct yeah, I mean, me for, if you I think mean, I mean, I'm I, wrong. I, I, but I, agree I'm not. With, I agree with the amount of time that we need to give these guys. We need we need to give them a good three years. Yeah, I agree um, with that. Anything before that is a bonus, as in, like, if, if, if we're ahead of the game, you know, after two years and I'm, I'm challenging or whatever, brilliant, mm. excellent, you know, well done, Peters and the new staff. But realistically, you've got to give it a good three full seasons. I'm not talking just three years, three full seasons, and then see where they're at. Um, the hard part is, as a fan, as you say, we want to win. We want to win now. We've, we've been starved <laughs> of winning for such a long time that we're desperate for it. And the problem is we, we say patience, but after time we don't act with patience. We're like, for fuck's no. sake, we need to win this game. And we don't win them angry about it. I mean, I'm, I'm a prime culprit of that. You know, I know it needs time, but I want us to goddamn win. Do you know what I mean? So you kind of like stuck between walking our place as a fan sometimes. Because, I'm just sick of this team oh, ruining every weekend. I'm sick and tired of this that's team. That's what I'm saying. I'm tired of us losing all the time and being like the oh, yeah. laughing stock of the NFL, especially the NFC East. You know, I mean, Dallas fans don't even don't even think we're a rival anymore. Well, funnily enough, then we actually had a question from um, Deluxe on this, um, and Arch Deluxe on Twitter—that's who he's at. Uh, I'll I will pull it up now. Um, bear with me. It's always in the Discord as well. It's always he's always in the Discord. Yeah, I know he is. He, he's he's always there. He said, "Now that the season's over." For the NFC East, what are your thoughts on the Giants, Cowboys, and Eagles going into next year? And how would you rank the four team situations moving forward? I'll let you take that first, Scouse, and I'll jump on the back of it if that's all right with you, mate. I'll throw, yeah. I'll throw you under the bus. Yeah, cheers, mate. <laughs> um, I don't want to. I don't want to come across as biased. Okay. That's the problem. That's the problem here because. If you look at all three of those teams, they've all got major issues. Yeah. Dallas are in the best position out of the three. The keeper, the keeping stability, head coach. Okay, Dan Quinn might go. So that might mess things up a little bit. Um, still got Dak on contract for another year, even though it's expensive. Um, so I'll probably say Dallas are probably still in a better position than we are 
But I think we're second. I really do. I think there's something going on big time in the Giants and the Eagles teams. It's unreal. I mean, how how the Eagles sort of drop from 10, 10 and 1 to you know, losing six of the next seven games and out of the playoffs in first round? Crazy. Something's going on there, mate. Because it isn't about injuries. They had, they had one or two guys, but most of their guys were fit. So it wasn't an injury problem. It's a, an internal problem with the coaches and the, and the players. There's a big problem in there. And the same thing with the Giants, with Dayball. And you know, sacking Wink Martin Martindale, and there's other coaches as well that they want to get rid of. So there's a lot, there's a lot of crap going on between both those teams. They're going to be in turmoil next year, both of them, and especially the Eagles with their cap situation and how they've got to, how they've got to drop off half their squad to be able to afford all the dead cap they're going to have. Um, so I'd say Dallas is one, just I reckon we're second because I think as a fan base, we're probably the only ones who are thinking positively at this moment. Everybody else is crying, aren't they? You think about it. Yeah, no, look, I agree with that. I mean, look at what was that? What, what we'll talk about the playoffs in a minute, but what did Dallas and the Eagles get out of this at all? Playing one extra game. That's pretty much it. Yeah. You know what I mean? They've got nothing out of this. I mean, look at you're right with what they say. The Eagles went all in to try and get back to a Super Bowl again, and it didn't work. Um, yeah, they've got a great roster. I've got to be honest with you, but can they hold on to them players around that roster? Somehow, in some way, every year they seem to either hit in the draft on a player that's not well-liked or falls to them. They do some weird shit in the off-season and end up signing very good players. Yeah, there's, there's only so far you can finesse the cap, though. And, and correct. I think, I yeah, think you're correct. this year, Eagles are going to find out the hard way. I think it is running out. They're going to lose a lot of players this off-season. And to be fair... I say because there's something dodgy going on with Nick Sirianni and the other guys. Oh. There. There's a problem between that and Jalen Hurts as well. So when that happens, you know, I've heard Jalen Hurts wants all the coordinators fired because the shite. You know, and if the wow. quarterback's calling for that and he's your 200 million power man, that's what's going to happen. So Sirianni might stick around, but the, the new defensive coordinator, the offensive coordinator is going to be happening there. So again, it's all a new kind of internal rebuild as such. Um, and they're going to lose a lot of players, man, because the cap. Yeah, caps. they are. So, and you know, the Giants. I mean, what's even what Dallas going, what is, thirty in the cap, mate? As well, so even Dallas have a bad cap situation. So, what's going on with, with with the Giants at the minute? No one seems to want to work for Brian Dayball. I mean, coach of the crazy. year. Yeah, coach of the year last year, and now he just well, couldn't I've, get I've been, it done. I've been watching them. Um, I've been watching a couple of videos. Not from Bad Dog. Not Bad Dog Sports. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the main one of the main American um, American Giants fans because I was just trying to get a flavour of what's going on. Do you know what I mean? Um, so this is a couple of his videos, and he's just like saying, "Yeah, I said people are saying that this guy is a true narcissist. Everything wow. he everything he says is like it's it's gospel. And when there's a mistake, it's never his fault. He's always blaming everybody else. That's not good. If if you're a head coach and you're acting like that, now obviously first year everything was working well, so we probably you probably didn't really find this out." About him, see what I mean. When the going got hard this year, he's lost his head, he's lost his shit. Do you know what I mean? And that, and and loads of all the coaches hating on him. They really are They're not enjoying working for him at all. So there's um, there's no there's definitely some problems there with Dayball. Yeah, I agree, and it's a, a bit of a crazy one that really. Um, you know what I mean? There's the what's going on there. I kind of agree with you. I don't want to really say that we're second. I would still say we're probably third. But we could push to second quite, quite happily. I think how oh, bad I think it's toxic in in Eagles and Giants territory. I, I really do. I really do, and I think that's going to cause them big problems next season. I really, really do, and I think 
I think we'll be second, as in like hope and kind of what we could. As I'm talking about situation here, I'm not talking about like because obviously mm. all our toxicity is gone. I'm not saying oh we're going to win the win our division or finish. Yeah, I know. Division, I, I know where we'll you end mean. up being, coming from. You know what I mean? End up going to the playoffs and all that. I'm just saying the situations at this moment, right the way they are now, the way it's being read from like through the tea leaves. I think yeah, Dallas us. Eagles, Giants, that's how I think it is. But again, they're both um it's gonna be interesting, man. But I I I'm more hopeful than than what they are, I'll tell you that. I mean, all their fans are calling for everybody's heads at the moment. Yeah, they are. You're right, you're not wrong mm-hmm. at all. Well, we'll get on to it then. I mean, I think we were gonna look at grades for this season, um, you know, for our individual players and each of the grades, but I think we'll do that next week. I think Scouts. It's probably better to look at that. Um, a little bit later on because we've got a bit more time on there. But we'll look into, obviously, free agency and we'll look into who we're going to bring back, what we're going to try and do potentially going into free agency and also supplementing it with the draft, which is what Adam Peters said. You know, he's going to use the draft and use the draft properly and then supplement it with free agency. Um, Obviously, 90 million in cap space or 87 million, um, which, again, contracts can be finessed to make you up to just over a hundred million. I think if you were sensible about the way you're doing things, that would involve things like cutting Charles Leno, saving yourself seven and a half million on the cap there. But again, that's another player that's gone then. And we already have 26 pending free agents. So it's going to be very tough to obviously use that money and come out with a high end player that we need to probably go in free agency. I can think we can probably get two. I really do think we can probably get two if you can, again, finesse the cap. And I know that you were on the bunker yesterday with Jesse. Um, I will listen to it on the way home from work. So if you haven't listened to it, go and give the uh, bunker a listen uh, with uh, our good mate Andy Burrows um, and our good mate Jesse Martin. Um, and yourself, Scouts. Obviously, you three are normally chopping it up on there. Um, you and Jesse yesterday were talking about this and you were talking saying, look, you know, this 90 million isn't going to go very far. And you were expecting probably one or two signings in the summer, two big signings. Um, and you mentioned cash rich owner. That's where we are now. You know what I mean? We've mentioned this a while and we, we can pay signing bonuses. We can front load contracts with big signing bonuses. So you don't get spammed by the cap further down the line. Um, you can put in void years and all this sort of stuff like actual adults do in normal organizations. Um, I mean, what do you think really with this 90 million? Where are you going with it? I mean, I mean, I, I agree with that. I mean, 90, I said, oh, 90 million doesn't get you that much nowadays, you know? I mean, some of these dudes own serious money. You know, oh, like, yeah. You know, TJ Watt, 30 million plus, 33 million plus a year, just a one dude, you know? So, you know, you think about it that way. And yet, what you have to remember as well is we're not paying a quarterback. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So be, I mean, <laughs> You know, the average when you got the average guys on big contracts now, yeah. When you got, and even then, they're not, I don't think they're ridiculous contracts, they're not like Albert Hainsworth ridiculous, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, man, I, I just I just think it's not going to get as far, but I do think when you look at Peters's background and 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 all this time in the Pats and Denver and the Niners, they've all had all pro linebackers. Yeah. All pros. So one, got minimum, and sometimes even two on the same team at the same time. You know, the, that's what I'm saying. If you, you can get that. And that's where I think I can just see 
us either trying to go for a trade for somebody decent or actually paying one of the really high-level middle linebackers who are available. Now, at the moment, I don't know top of my head who is available. Well, I've, I've, I've got a few written I'm, down I'm, here. I'm, funnily, funnily enough, I these, the, these are the kind of places I thought we would need to go. I thought we need to go look at offensive line. We definitely need to look at linebacker. I don't think there's much, I don't think there's much at offensive there's line. There's not. There's Especially tackles. And, and, we, and, we, and we definitely need to look at edge is where we need to look at. Now, the edge class this year is really, really big. I mean, I'll go through what I've got here. So left tackle-wise, there was absolutely nothing in free agency that would even move the needle remotely. I mean, Cornelius Lucas was the third listed best left tackle available. <laughs> so... Yeah. That just kind oh. of, and that's no disrespect to Cornelius Lucas. He's come in he's and he's done a job when he when he's needed to, but he's not a starter. I mean, looking at this, we've got. I'll go with a right tackle market here. We've got Trenton Brown potentially from New England, who's thirty. Uh, Jonah Williams, right tackle from Cincinnati, who's twenty six. He's had problems. He also played left tackle, you know, before he did. Cincinnati yeah. moved him over because he got that um, the guy he wanted last year from um, from the Chiefs. Oh yeah, the one who's all the left tackle, the Chiefs yeah, yeah, guy. Yeah, um, yeah. I can't remember his name now, but but basically, John Williams was the starting left tackle at that point, and then he got him in. He was obviously pissed, and he wanted to leave, and obviously moved to right tackle for this last year. So, so you never know. You could try and maybe try and fit him back over to left tackle. Yeah, and then you've got George Fant from um, Houston as well, who's thirty-two. I mean, they're not commanding an enormous amount of money. And Andres Pete as well from New New Orleans, but he's more of a guard rather than a right tackle. But obviously, has played a fair bit of right tackle there. So you're right here. There's not a massive amount of tackle depth within either right, left tackle, or offensive lineman. This isn't a free agency for offensive lineman. It is a rich draft at offensive lineman, but if you want the premium positions and you want the top guys, they're realistically going to be in the first round. And tackle hasn't always worked, you know, in the second round. I mean, we could cause me aside. You can say, yeah, okay, that's fine. Um, but outside of that, it, it hasn't always worked. It's always been someone who's come in as a tackle and moved to guard. I mean, look at Cosme now. You probably, he's dead set at right guard now. He is... Yeah. He is our best offensive lineman, no doubt about it. You know, he's one of them corner stone pieces we talked yeah, about yes. earlier. Yeah. So there's I not agree. a lot. There's not a lot there in free agency for offensive linemen. So I think we're going to have to probably attack this early in the draft. Exactly. I don't mean early at two. You're going to have to be your first, second round pick. There's a guy out of Washington, a tackle there. Um, is it Fu? I can't remember his name for the life for of me. Tower or something like yeah, that. For, yeah, that's exactly F- him. Yeah, it's, two hours, something like that. Yeah, he's of Samoan. I've about him before. He's quite decent. He, yeah, he's of Samoan descent. Um, I mean, this guy is tackle, he? he's massive. Yeah, but he can play left or right tackle. Doesn't matter which side you want to slot him in. So that's probably where I would go with that. And I know it's mock drafts. Mock drafts are just rubbish. You know what I mean? They're made by fans, for yeah, I mean, fans. We probably, probably will. Probably do probably. one at some point, won't we? Yeah, but you're probably going to have to say, <laughs> we are We are going to do one. But you're yeah. going to have to say, look, you know, where are we going to be? Is he going to be available in the second round? And most boards are saying, yeah, he's available in the second round. So that's where I would probably take a punt on him. I mean, you could trade for a tackle, but I don't think you, you, you'd you probably want to do that. Depends on the fair. contract then, doesn't it? I mean, it's it a does, yeah. Massive. And unless, unless the guy's like Trent Williams, then you know you're not gonna 
But there's only one Trent Williams. Some, that's the thing. Some that's of those the dudes, thing. you know what I mean? A Tywan Smith or something like. Yeah, yeah. Someone like that up. came up. You could you could say okay. The same one, you know, the contracts are insane. That's the problem. So we'll look at we'll look at inside linebacker and there's three here that I've I, I've I've looked at and their market values as well. And obviously, this is uh, the, the 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 some of these are way out of out of line that you think yeah we're never going to be able to afford that. I mean, the first one that comes up is Devin White from the Bucks. Oh, um, give me he, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but his market value is twenty million. <laughs> oh, right. so I'm not I'm not sure she'll be able to pay if, him twenty if, million if a, a year. If we're cash rich, mate. If we're cash, yeah, rich, maybe. You know, front load as you say, big massive signing bonus, signing and bonuses, maybe twelve yeah. against the cap. You know, that's what I mean. Yeah, if you can no. get that down anywhere down to twelve to fourteen, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I would. You put, yeah, you're looking you've got okay the money up front. So if you've got the money up front, you can do it. Mm-hmm. It depends if we want to do it and how much money we really have. I mean, being that we've got 20 owners or whatever it is, really, we should have some money to be able to throw yeah. at players. So well, we're using, I'm using Spot Rack here as well for the uh, Spot Track for the, obviously. The, oh, Devin White would be awesome in our team, man. And yeah, he's still prime he, as well. It's like 26, isn't he? Something like that. 26 years old, yeah. 26. Yeah, I mean, so, the guy, yeah. The guy, yeah. Give, give me a little bit of that. I'd love that. That would be an amazing <laughs> signing. The next one is Patrick Queen, obviously from the Ravens as well. Uh, like inside Queen. linebacker, he's very good, he, and and I think he'll. T- I think they'll let him go. I think he'll test the market. Um, his market value is seventeen mil, so a little bit lower. Um, but I, 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 still a lot, isn't it? I mean, this is kind of looking at this. This is kind of the money where you want to be playing for these kind of premium positions. Um, they're all kind of similar. Um, in and around this depends how much you, how much you put a price on an elite linebacker. You know, I mean, I would stick with Jamin Davis. You know what I mean? He's, he's, he's there. If you can put someone like Devin White next to him and then maybe draft a linebacker as well, you've then got three potentially good oh, yeah, linebackers. You need, to, you need to buy at least one quality dude. You've got to get at least one. I mean, I would be looking for someone like... Now that I know that he's available, I'd be like, yeah, mate, give me give me something like that. That's the kind of uh, dudes we need to be looking at, the elite guys, not these Cody Barton bums. I mean, if you, if you want to keep Cody Barton... Fine, but as a backup, not as a starter, no one near the starting team, you know. But again, it just depends on who who the um, DC is going to be and what, what scheme he wants to play. Would he be three, four, four, three, five, two, whatever? Yeah, we, we just don't, don't know. know. <laughs> and the la- the last one that's kind of on the borderline of being not elite, but he's he, he is a very good linebacker. Um, you know, highest on tackles is 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 very very good. I mean, that doesn't mean shit nowadays. That I know it doesn't. <laughs> Bryce Bryce Huff from the New York Giant, uh, New York Jets. His market value is nine million. So you could potentially Reasonable. you could potentially get him less than that. You probably you might get him for about seven or eight. You maybe don't have to front load that contract. You might just give him two years guaranteed money at that level and say. There you go. You've got two years guaranteed on that. Um, he would come in and be our best linebacker without without shadow of a doubt. But that isn't difficult when you're playing David Mayo and bums off the street. You know, I mean, it, who it, is? It, it I mean, I mean, who's the? I mean, I don't know the Jets' defense. I know a few guys, but what I mean is, who's their true leader on defense? Is, is it? Is it a linebacker? Is it this Huff fella, or is it somebody else? Or no, I don't think it is. I, I don't, don't think he. See, Devin White is is one of their biggest leaders. He'd be he'd be brilliant. Uh, um, I'm talking about Tampa. Here. He'd yeah, be he'd be brilliant if we can get all of him. Really, I mean, might be worth it. Might be worth spending extra cash on him, getting a proven quality commodity. 
knowing who, yeah. knowing what he's about, knowing that he'll he will just him being there will raise Damon Davis' level up probably by twenty five percent straight away. Oh yeah, well I'm looking at this, so um, they're looking at this as saying left defensive end. Um, they've got Bryce Huff as the second string defensive end down here, which is which is weird, but he's definitely a linebacker, one hundred percent on that. Oh. Um, so who have we got here? Middle line, but you've got Quincy Williams, CJ Mosley, uh, and then you've got you've got Jamin Sherwood and then and Bryce Huff as well. So they're kind of in in between. I think they share that um that role. Yeah, see, as, I don't uh, want in between this. I don't want no guys who are like not big enough for linebacker, but then too too small for DB or whatever the hell it is. I, I just don't I just don't deal with that anymore. I don't want that crap. I don't want these tweeners. I want a guy who's proven in his area, who knows what he's about, who's Oh, even better if you can get elite, but if not elite, very good. I want that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So talking of very good and elite, then I mean we will move on to the edge position. Now this is a position, Scouts. I really think we have to attack because we know what's happened. We know what happened with Chase and Montez. We know where we are. We haven't got much pressure since they left. Barely got a sack at all. I mean, I don't think we recorded a sack in the last two games, which is just diabolical. I mean, James Smith-Williams is not the answer. Casey Tuhill, I would probably re-sign as a bit of a, a rotational backup. Um, I'm quite in. I'm quite infused by KJ Henry. I think he'll come good, but not a starter, definitely, at the moment. He's a rotational piece again. Andre Jones, yeah, you've got to probably see what you've got with him and stick around with him again. Give him more snaps. Give him the opportunity. Do you bring... Obada back. It's horrible for me to say, but I don't know if we do. Um, it's very tough, injury, especially man. especially coming right. off the injury. It, 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 it's really tough. But it's this is where it, this is where we excel. I mean, honestly, I, I could go through this list and you, you'd be like, "Wow, I'd like him. I'd like him. I'd like him." It's ridiculous. There's a lot, a lot of players on it, but I've picked out two. Um, Brian Burns is one of them from Carolina. He's listed as obviously a D end. Um, again. Is he a linebacker? Is he a, is he a DN? Is he a tweener? Is he in between? His market value is twenty one million. He's a pass rusher for me. So he is a pass rusher, absolutely. Okay, what position well. he's, he's yeah. a pass rusher? So, um, yeah, I mean, he'd be nice. He would be nice, but again, I mean, could you twenty one million? Oof. Could you afford a Burns and a and a, a white? Burns and a white? Yeah, probably. That's and what the, I'm saying. You could probably do. Yeah, the rest has got to be like bums. Yeah, yeah. The rest patch. has got to be whatever you know. you've got to patch it up with. Yeah, and and they might not be when we're saying bums. There might be players that have been on rosters for quite a while. They might be mid players, but they're not going to be a mid player that we've had with Ron Rivera, who only knows Buffalo and only knows Carolina. You know, we, we're going to have talent, but it's not going to be the elite players you know, that we're talking about now. And the other edge rusher, obviously, I've got here is Josh Allen from the from the Jags. I honestly don't think he gets to the market, um, but on the open market, they're saying... Tag 20, him, to be fair. They're saying... That's what I think is going to happen. I think they're going to tag him. But 24 million is what they're saying his market wow. value is. To be fair, I prefer Burns over him anyway. Do you? Yeah, that's I interesting. do. I, I, I like Burns better. I think it. I think if Burns can handle um, being productive in, in an absolute... Redskins esque organization, mm-hmm. and anywhere anywhere is a better organization. He's going to play even better. So, so for me, I'd rather that get me Brian Burns if I can get if I can get Brian Burns and and, and White. White. Like wow, that. yeah, yeah, that yeah. is I that mean, is a lot. Yeah, I mean that that instantly upgrades our defense massively. 
It so, does, and then you can, as you said, you can sub, you can then build through the draft. This is that's, you know, that's what Peter's uh, talking about. This is what we got to do. Of course, it is. So we we'll look at our body. There's going to be big holes. We, we just cannot, especially when you've got in certain places. When you've got, got them, um, <laughs> when you've got them top five, when you've got them five picks in the first one hundred, that's the issue. That's the issue you're going to have is all of these people and all of these mock drafts and all of these people are, are talking about receiver, talking about running back. I'm like, hang on a minute. Where where are we going here? Because we need offensive line, we need linebackers, and we absolutely desperately need the edge rushers. So for me, it is quarterback at two. You've got to sort the offensive line out with your first, second round pick. Your second, second round pick, you're probably looking at best player available, if not edge. Then you're trying to supplement another not many linebacker. Edges, maybe. Not many top ed- I know. I mean, I know there's not many top the edges in, in the draft. It's, there's it's- not. But there's loads and loads of edges in free agency. And that's where you're like, well, hold on. I mean, look, don't get me wrong. There's, there's people like bloody, what's his name from the Texans? He's been everywhere. Um, uh, Clowney. No, he's not. Yeah, he's, he's not at the Texans. He's at, uh, He was at the Texans. He's at the Ravens. Clowney's free. There's lots and lots of players out there who you're like, well, hold on. You're okay. You know what I mean? And and, and you would do a job. But it's whether they'd come here and what money they, they'd want to look at as well. Because Clowney's not cheap. Be, even no, he won't be. He deals, won't be. Gets, you know, he gets paid well. He does. So looking at our players then, Scouts, we've got obviously 26 players that are due for contracts or can go to free agency now or will be unrestricted free agents. I mean, I'll, I'll list them off here and we'll, we'll go through them and we'll have a look. But then we'll talk about who we'd bring back. So the first one, top of the tree at the moment, is Curtis Samuel. Um, I don't know how you feel about Curtis Samuel. I would, I, I would love to bring him back. He's going to be costly. They're looking at eleven point five million is his market rate. That's a lot of money to pay for a wide receiver two slash three. Um, he was our best receiver going down the stretch. I don't know what you think about him, mate. What What's your thoughts on Curtis Samuel? Would you bring him back? I mean. The answer is yes for me, but the price has got to be right though. It, it can't be eleven million, no chance. No, it's it's got to be a not a discount, but it's got to be cheaper than what we were paying him. I think eleven. Mm. I think per year was, I thought was quite a lot for him. Three years ago when we first hired him, you know, yeah. so, um, and we got him because we thought he was going to be the next Debo. You know, he can run the ball. You know, he can do all these extra bits, these jet sweeps, you know, slots, blah 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 blah. To take it to the house. I haven't seen him take it to the house. Yeah, he was our best receiver going at the end. But to be fair, that wasn't that wasn't an amazing. That fruit. was the scheme. That was the scheme. Yeah, that guy would have to do shite. So, um, yeah. I mean, if you if you something about seven or eight, I might, I might be more interested. But, but so eleven. The, sorry, mate. Yeah, it's, it's tough. That the next yeah. one's Kendall. The next one's Kendall Fuller, who I'm sure we'll get into. His market value is fourteen million. Yeah, I don't think he's worth fourteen million. I mean, he's not a bad. He's not a bad corner. He just how is he only twenty eight years old though? I, mean, I know he's a good man forever, hasn't he? Um, he does, yeah. But there you go. Um, yeah, we've then got we've, we've then got Jacoby Brissett. We've got Cody Barton, Cornelius Lucas, Jeremy Reeves, Fao Barder, David Barder, Kaliki Hudson, Tyler Larson, David Mayo, Antonio Gibson. Joey Sly, Jamison Crowder, Byron Pringle, Alex Armour, Sadiq Charles, Terrell Burgess, Jabril Cox, Brandon Dillon, 
James Smith-Williams, Casey Tuhill, Curtis Brooks, Tucker Adlington, the long snapper, uh, and Alex Akinbulu, and also Cameron Curl, who we obviously must discuss as well. Um, the two then that stand out on there that we just spoke about, we spoke a little bit about um, Kendall Fuller. I personally wouldn't bring him back, not for that price. Um, I think it's that very, okay, very high the, price. Is he... Do, do you need a veteran? 14, 15 mil? No? Not, not for me. Not for me. It doesn't, no. I'm the same. And well, then we, we haven't... Quick, go, as in, like, in the mind, he's quick, not like on, on, on speeds. Um, yeah, I think I think you can yeah. I think you can match that and you can get it a corner in the draft that's going to do something for you there. Or yeah, do, you look yeah, at look, look at free agency look, as well. The looks mentions those estimated values can be way off. Oh, of course they can. Absolutely, yeah. I I hundred percent understand that, mate. Um, you know, it might be that Spot Rack is saying, "Oh yeah, you know, he's wanting seventeen million a year," and actually he doesn't want seventeen million a year. He's quite happy to stay for seven. It, <laughs> it depends. You know what I mean? It depends. I, I, we don't know what people are asking for, but. This is a complete and utter crapshoot that they're going off. I mean, Cameron Curl's projected market value on here is fifteen point three million. I'm no, no. I mean, I like Cameron Curl. I really do. I really, really do. But he's not getting interceptions. He's not sacking the quarterback. What is he actually doing for fifteen million a year? That's not. That's that. That is way off for me. Um, he had a poor year, and it wasn't his fault. What on all of his fault? But as you said before, he's a Swiss Army knife. He can play in the box. He can play strong, free safety. It doesn't matter where. You know, a bit of corner. He can do Buffalo nickel. He can do everything. He's a, he's he is a gadget guy. But where on that list are you? Are you keeping Cam Curl? Because honestly, if we were, I thought this would have been done already, and I'm a bit I'm worried just, about it. I just do you think franchise it... tag him. I mean, you know, it's less money if you franchise tag him, but yeah, true. I mean, how much would he? How much would it be for franchise tag for a seventh rounder? I have no idea. I really don't know. But it is because it, 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 it depends on where they were drafted, doesn't it? What the franchise tag is? Um, Does he not go off average, um, average wage for the position? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm I'm not sure, sure either. Fair, but... Do you know what? That's something I'll have to have a look at. But um, in all yeah. honesty, I'd love to. I'd up... love to keep Cam Curl, but I just don't see how I it happens. I just think. I just think that he. I just think he wanted. We know from his from his dad. His dad mm -hmm. said he wanted a new deal set up before he started playing on his last year of his deal, and it never yeah. happens because you know, does the, does the new head coach, does the new DC want this guy in his team or not? And that's probably the reason why they've not offered him a contract because it's still all up in the air at the moment, you know. And plus, to be fair, he probably should see what he can get on the open market. See, you know, what is his true value, as you say, rather than off spot wax estimations. Yeah, you're right. No, and you know, it, it could be that his real market value is 12. You know what I mean? And people are, um, and you people are forgetting he was a seventh rounder. Now, I know that was completely wrong. I know you look at these picks and of course it was the COVID year. No one had any tape. And then at the same time, everyone's it's the same situation with Sam Howell. There's no way Sam Howell would have gone fifth round. Sorry. It, it wouldn't, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have happened um, in, in the real world, but Cam Curl. Yeah. I'd love him back, but not on that, not for that price. It's going to be yeah. very, very tough it's got to, to be get right him back in the building. Parties, and let's face it. We've got to yeah. find out how much, how much she's going to get in, in free agency. 
Um, I would try and make a conscious effort to try and sign him again. Though. Same I, again. I, I Absolutely. would try and sign him. Um, just depends on, say, how much he's been offered somewhere else and is it way over the top from what we think. Because I think in, in, in an actual decent defensive coordinator's actual scheme, I think Cam Kill, you'll see the best Cam Kill. I think last year, no one just no no one give a shit, mate. You can tell no one give a shit. And Cam Kill was already unhappy because he never got his contract last year. Well, than this year, he never got the extension that he was expecting. You know, and don't forget, don't forget, Cam did you know hold out some practices at the start of the preseason. Remember? Yeah, because he was unhappy about his contract. See what I mean? So he's proven it, but he was still being professional about it rather than just completely going off grid. He just did, you know, I'm sitting out practice today. I'm sitting out practice today just to try and prove a point. Now, <clears throat> you know, yeah, is 15 mil, 15 mil is probably a little bit high, being honest. I mean, last year, you probably heard me say, I'd pay 15 mil because I thought he was excellent. Yeah, but, I, I remember. You know, but again, you've got your NFL is what have you done for me lately? And th- like this season, he hasn't done much. As you mentioned, he, has, he had a down year, but everybody did. So I'm not I'm not 100% blaming on Cam, but again, it's kind of like, you know he's got the potential because he's actually played well. Okay, yes, he's not a ball hawk. He's not an interception machine, you know, like some of the safeties are. But again, as, as, as a true, I think personally, he's a true strong safety. That's his best position in my book. Yeah, I agree. I don't think he's big enough to be a linebacker where he's, where he's, where he's in there hitting all the time, but he is a good tackler. Usually, you know, I know he's had a few off off the season, but but for me, it's just finding out how much it's going to cost, and does the new DC want him? Because if the new DC wants him, then obviously I think we'll I think we'll get him back. I really do. Now I went off that list quite quickly there, Scouse. So I fully appreciate that you haven't got sight of it either. But looking at these twenty six <clears throat> people that we've got free, is there anyone else on there that could you stand out for you to and you think do you know what yeah I could probably see them back I mean Jamison Crowder maybe as punt returner but I think or... I think you might look for one in the draft that's why you okay. might mention one you mentioned before about Mark saying that we're going to get a running back mm-hmm. because of punt return it won't be because they're actually running backs they'd be yeah, punt and yeah. kick returner so they're probably looking at that so I can see that maybe in the fifth round maybe so I can see us probably going for a punt returner in the draft um Byron so Pringle Crowder might be gone. So Crowder might be gone because of that. Byron Pringle. No. Again, it's, again it's, the thing is, mate, at the moment, it's it's purely guesstimate because of course it is. Yeah, we don't. We've know. got no offensive court. We've got no offensive um, coach. We've That's got it, no. Mate. We've got no head coach. We've got no head coach. Yet, so. so we don't know what he wants. You know, I mean, uh, Byron Pringle could be the perfect wide receiver three in his system. So then, you'd, yeah, yeah, then you keep him to see what I mean. At the moment, we don't know shit, so we're just kind of guessing. But I, um, I think the only one, the only other one on that list, the only other one on that list that I can possibly think of that might be hit the needle is Jeremy Reeves. I still think for special teams guy, we re-sign Jeremy Reeves. Yeah, I mean, I th- it's nice, but again, he's just come off an ACL. It's true. So again, yeah, yeah, it's true. Again, how good is he? How good is he um, coming back? I'm sure, um, not, as you know, most times you get your first ACL, you know, you had a bad time of yours, but I mean, in general. <laughs> yeah, you know, I did have back, a bad time of mine. Most people tend to be back in nine, 12 months and they'll actually play out. Will they ever play well the, the year they come back? Correct. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I, I was so, terrible. Yeah, I was yeah. terrible the yeah. first year back. Yeah, you're right. Because yeah. you lose it, confidence in the knee and it takes you a while to get your 
you, the subconscious confidence where you, you know that that me can handle being whacked and twisted and mm-hmm. fell on and all those things. You always five percent hesitant. You know what I mean. And every tackle you go into, the first year back from a big injury like that, you know, it, it is. It's it's a, it's a it's a it's a mad thing that the, the, the psyche of a sportsman. You know. Um, Especially contact injuries, contact like you know where you know you got a higher chance of re-injury, um, like NFL, you got a higher chance of re-injury anything at any play. You know, that's yeah, how know. that's how that's how rough the sport is. But it's um, so for me, Reeves probably wouldn't even play well if we got him back for one year. If you're going to get him on a two-three year deal, playing the medium, intermediate to long game with him, then that's fine. I'm happy to take him back, but don't give him these one-year prove-it deals because he'll do nothing next year. It'd be awful. Yeah, the other thing as well you've got to remember there is there's there's not a huge amount of money invested in to special teamers. Because let's be honest, yeah, he shouldn't he should be getting two, yeah, two he should not be two something like that. He should not be getting snaps at safety. That's that's well, it. That's like if you stand to like your fifth your fifth stringer, that's when he comes in. Do you know what I mean? Um but yeah, I mean, but it's it's one of these things you see two and a half mil per year, okay, but but give him a three-year deal, so you know he's going to be for three years. Mm-hmm. So you know that in his in his own mind as well. That I'm if I don't produce right now, I, I'm still going to be here type thing. Or at least in his own mind, he thinks that even though you might get caught, <laughs> but you know what I mean, don't you? If because then the day it's all about the psyche of players, especially when it comes back from big injuries. It's going to be tough, isn't it? It really is. I mean, but yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see. It's, it's just difficult, man, because there's not a lot. Oh, most of them players you mentioned there were just a gang of chaff. You know, it's yeah, they like, were, yeah, yeah. Just, just like you know, you, you, literally, if, if they didn't show up for work the next day, you wouldn't really notice. I know, I know what you mean. You know what I mean? So, um, and it's, I, a bit it's a bit harsh. I know, I know scouts, it's a bit harsh, but I know what you mean. It's, it, it's harsh, but but what? Funnily enough, what, like, have we, we, me? What, what have you shown us to say? Like, wait a minute, this guy's indispensable. This guy's the real deal. I'm not seeing much of that from any for any of those 26 guys you mentioned. Then, nah, I mean, no, you're right. Goals, yeah, okay, he does okay. Then he gets injured the four games, guaranteed. So there's no point. Tyler Larson's the same. He's a backup centre who, yeah, great guy, great guy. Again? Same again. Yeah, it's it's, it's tough, yeah. isn't it? It's really tough. Nick Gates is a joke, but he's going to be sticking around. Um, Wiley's well, con- his contract yeah. and Wiley the same. You know what I mean? That, that That's just it. Yeah. That That is exactly They're going to keep them, but you don't have to be starters. They could be your backups if you can get better mm-hmm. players in, especially in the draft. It's better. Um, we'll see. For me, we'll you've see. got to go all line. For me, you've got to go QB and all line first. first yeah, two, you have. I mean, you, even and then. Do, do you the think then that it's a shoe in that? I mean, we again we're, we're guessing because we don't know who the head coach is and who he's got who he's got his mind fixated on as quarterback. But are we definitely one hundred percent saying it is a hundred percent a quarterback and nothing else? Yeah, At two. I think. As I say, I, I am a big Sam Howell fan, and I still think that he still can offer something. But how often do you really pick at number two in the draft? Yeah, I know. Very rare, man. And these quarterbacks are pretty good. This isn't no Trubisky crap. You know what I mean? You know, with with where it's an awful QB um, year, with people coming out. So no, there is some really good quarterbacks in this draft. I mean, yeah. if you haven't got, the, I mean, fair enough. I mean, if, if you haven't got the, what's I'm looking for. If Caleb Williams isn't there, because he might go one. Do you know what? That's that's really interesting because I don't know if you've seen the news today. There's I think Schefter was reporting that Cliff Kingsbury 
is coming into uh, Chicago to interview for their OC position. Um, oh. and, and obviously he has been at USC with Caleb Williams this season as their quarterbacks coach and like offensive guru. So either they're using it as an interview to get insight into Caleb Williams, or they're genuinely using it to go, come on, Cliff, we'll get you on board to BROC and let's draft Caleb Williams potentially. So was Cliff Kings, was he LSU? <clears throat> No, no, he's, he's USC. It's USC. Oh, you, he, yeah. He he oh, was yeah. their court. He was their quarterbacks coach. Yeah, and their um their offensive guru. So he was the quarterbacks coach for Caleb Williams this year. That's interesting. That's interesting. Mm. I mean, you probably are going to ask. You you you're bound to ask for the insight, aren't of you? Of course you are. Of course you are. Um, but yeah, I mean, did, I mean, I mean, still, I mean he's still getting paid from he's still getting paid from Arizona. It's not bad for you get rewarded for failure. It's not bad, is yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Hey, if we were that bad, we get fired and get nothing. Well, Matt Rule's get, getting Matt Rule's still getting paid. You know? Matt Rule's still getting paid for the next four years from the Panther <laughs> for sitting on his couch. It's great, isn't it? Sorry, really? Yam's got a question for us, has he? No, he's just mentioned he's got a good um point that to be fair, there's something similar that I was gonna say. You know, he says, I think they're waiting to see what the Bears do. I think they are targeting Williams. And if he does go at one, I think they, I think us will trade back, even if slightly and end up with a guy like Bo Nix. Um, wow. Now, now that, take. yeah, it's a big take, but I can, I can see what he's trying to say because, as you say, if, um, who was it? The, who's the new guy? Not Peters, but the other guy who's came to help out. Eugene uh, Chen. No, no. Um he was he was on Cam's podcast a few weeks back. Oh, um What's his name? Um the the GM or the, yeah, the guy GM from the, yeah, guy, the yeah. guy was helping out to help us get Peters. No idea. I can't either. <laughs> I remember his name, but you know what about don't you? Terrible podcasters. Yeah, we, yeah I know yeah, you're talking just about. Just no yeah. knowledge, mate. Just no knowledge of names. Yeah, it's um, just shocking. But um he's he has been said, been seen to say that he's been um, that he loves Caleb Williams more than anybody. Oh, I, I did see this. Over yeah, the he's last been, like fifteen years, that nine point nine out of ten, he'd pick Caleb Williams over everybody besides Andrew Luck. That's the only. That's I, the only guy he said. I saw that. Yeah, and um, and obviously, if Caleb, I mean, if if he's got an input into that, into the draft process, we might even be looking to go up. I'm trying to get Williams. You can see his Rick, it's like, Rick oh. Spielman, isn't it? It's Rick Spielman. Spielman. That's it. Oh Rick my Spielman. god. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, Spielman. Yeah. Um, and he loves he absolutely loves Williams. I did I did I mean, watch it on on a on a podcast. Um he, he, we were all quizzing him and he they were going back through the years, and it wasn't until he got to Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck. He said Andrew Luck would was a toss-up between Caleb Williams and Andrew Luck. And then he got all the way back to Peyton Manning and said, That's where we're stopping. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is ridiculous. That's, that's where, like, he would, no, over the last 15 years, you know, he, he would be the first pick every time, according to him. So, and if he's got any input into our draft process, he might do, he might not. But if he does, then, you know, Williams is going to be high on the list because he'll be, he'll be really pushing for Williams to be our guy. So, do you know, I, I think they are pushing for Williams. I think you're, you're right, but <clears throat> I don't yeah, think I'm, that. It's it's down it's down to the new head coach. He might fall in love with Drake May, or he might he might want Jaden Jaden Daniels. You, you might want Penix. You don't know. 
It's just thing is though, if that's the case though, you could you could drop you've down got to trade those back. guys. Got to trade you back. couldn't, but the other guys you could. You know the the Bo Nixes, the Phoenix, you know those guys. JJ those guys, McCarthy's you can get the world, them probably yeah. towards the end of the first, maybe the, in the twenties. You could probably get them. So you could get a lot of draft picks coming from two down to twenty. Do you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. um, you know, make some big time moves if that was the case. Um, as as Jan mentioned, no Bo Nix. He's not. He's not bad, but again, he's, he's he's another guy from the system of Oregon, and you don't know how they're going to pan out. Yeah. That's the problem. You got the Herbert, who's obviously doing well, but then before they had Carson Wentz, so <laughs> oh no, sorry, that was North Dakota State, but still similar, similar systems and shite. I know so. what you mean. <laughs> but yeah, but there's it's... a few guys there, but it's a few. But Oregon's a little bit, mm, you know, because it's a very weird kind of system that they play, and it's not pro. It's not really a pro ready offense. Did Marcus um, Mariota come out of Oregon? That's it, Mariota. But again, he's not a great passer, he's a great runner. So, and again, I don't know, he went first round, but anyway. Um, yeah, you tell me. But, to, but again, this is it, you see. We shouldn't really... I honestly think... I honestly think... I think it's honestly either Drake May or Caleb Williams. I don't think it's anyone else at the moment, in their mind. But obviously, head coach... Got to come in. General manager's got a say on it now. But I think I think we are looking at Williams. But I, I am actually now, even the, for the first time in a lot in probably four weeks, this is the first time I've looked and thought the Bears could take Caleb Williams here. What would you feel about trading for Justin Fields? Again, I would be happy, but depending on what it was, um, I, I like Justin Fields. I really do. I think he's getting better. He's getting better with his vision. I am. Um, and his, his deep ball, it's got a lot better with that, especially this last year. We know his legs, you know he can run, you know he can he can toast you for an 80-yard TD. I mean, that's how good he is up with his legs. Um, you know, he is kind of like, you know, Lamar-type style, but I think I still think he's a better passer than Lamar. I really do. Um, but he's never had any real protection at O-line. He's never had any real weapons at wide receiver, only until this year. He's not, he's not had anything. So... This is so why. Can you, so, can you see a scenario where you go in right? Okay, on draft night. Because in the back of my mind, I've had this little burning man in the back of my mind going, hmm. "What would you do if this happened, Scott? What would you do if this happened? We draft Joe. We draft Joe Alt or Fashani, and we go, okay, that's our left tackle. That, yeah, that's that's our left tackle sorted for for no. We 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 drop back a bit, okay. maybe to four, maybe to five. We draft Fashani or Alt, and we say that's where we're going to be, and we call Chicago and say, here's your pick back that you took for Montez Sweat. We'll, we'll, we'll put in a seventh or something like that too. And you can give us uh, Justin Fields. I'd be very happy on draft night if that happens. Do you know what I mean? Or even in the run up to that, if they feel, yeah, because they're playing their cards close to their chest, Chicago Bear here at Bears, and they are not letting anything it's, go. And it's smart. And that's the right thing to do. It's smart. It's the right thing to do. That's why you know Ian Cunningham is is getting looks as G, as GM candidate because he's a smart guy and I think that they are holes. I think is the uh, is the uh, the GM there at the minute, but they're doing the right thing in building it there. But they're not going to tell everyone how it's going to work because Chicago running this draft at the moment. It isn't Caleb Williams. It's got nothing about Caleb Williams because he's declared now. All the pressure is on the Bears on what they're going to do with that number one pick. It doesn't even start until there. People are saying. Oh, it, the it draft isn't going to actually start till pick three, is where it gets interesting. 
not for me. I think it's I think it's us is where the draft starts at two. What are we doing? But we have to be very wary of what the Bears are going to do. But for the first time in a long time, I think they will look to take Williams, which is I wouldn't have thought that well, three I weeks think, ago. I think what you, um you might show the hand a bit more when you mentioned Cliff Clingsbury. Oh yeah. And why don't they hire him? Then yeah, it's Caleb Williams to see what he's So yeah, so they might show the hand that way if if he does get the OC job. So um, so it's 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 interesting, man. It's going to be interesting. But yeah, as I say, this is Chicago's draft, and it's all about them and what they do first. It really is, and then we've got to react to that. It's as simple as that. And um, so we'll. We'll get on then quickly to the playoffs and we'll talk about the wild card results just, just ever so slightly. We're not going to spend a lot of time on there. Texans against the Browns. The Texans blew out the Browns 45-14. I'm not sure if you saw this game. It was great. It was on a Saturday quite early on for us. So we were quite comfortable watching that. CJ Stroud was a monster in that game. It was it was a brilliant, brilliant game. Um, and then... Where the Chiefs in the snow, in the snow, in the minus temperatures, the Chiefs won 26-7. There's no no way Miami were ever going to get anything out of that game in that weather. Um, and then I'll let you go with this one. I'll let you you talk about this one. Dallas Cowboys 32, Green Bay Packers 48. But obviously, we all know going into that fourth quarter, it the, the scoreboard does not reflect absolute the blowout, mate. Absolute blowout. It was 28 nil at one point. I mean, you know, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's just brilliant to see. I mean, that that, that was just... that was just you know, if 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 we couldn't win, as in like be in the playoffs or you know, being a two ball, that's probably the closest thing we can get to actually feeling great, you know, genuinely absolute elation, you know, of actually just seeing all the Cowboys fans just crying in the stands and all these pictures of them all going, oh, and all this. It's just amazing. It's just absolutely Smash, amazing. Smashing up TVs. They've been giving us, oh, shit. Brilliant. giving us shit. You're not even a rival. You're not even this and that. And then you can't even... You go out there and you get second seed because the Eagles imploded. And then what do you do with it? Get smoked by the number seven seed. I mean, and you know, and I wasn't saying it wasn't a tight game. It was a blowout. You know, they were playing fifth fifth string linebackers. No, and, and, and the backup QB. It was brilliant. Yeah, they put the backup QB in and then like, like, oh, wait a minute. And then with a full obviously. quarter to go. Yes. I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> I mean, that's the ultimate disrespect, isn't it? Oh, isn't it just away from home as well. Rookie quarterback. We're going to pull a rookie quarterback. Oh, he is rookie quarterback. I'm going to call him that. It's his first year starting. But but I'm going to pull out, I'm going to pull out quarterback just to give him a chance to chill. Yeah, yeah. So you can't hurt him. Just because you're so shite, we don't need him on Jordan there. Jordan loves being, he, he's been good, on a truck he's good, and he's, he's got better really the season, well. which is always a good sign. You know, when he first started the first few games, he was horrible, to be fair. But then he's got, I say, he's learned from it and he's got better. And that's what you want to see. You want to see that progression better yeah. as the season goes on. Not worse, like Sam went, you know what I mean? That's the that's why, you know, that's we're, why we're, we're at yeah. the moment, you know. Um, so ne the next one was Lions 24, Rams 23. I mean, I don't know if you saw this game as well. The um, only tight game, man. That was the only tight game. Yeah, I know. Crazy. Uh, I mean, it was a good game. Very good game. I thought Matt Stafford did play well, but he looked injured um, towards the end of that game. Uh, I don't know what went on there. Um, but Jared Goff, again, in that offense was very, very good. Um, move, moving the ball. Next one again, snowy tundra and um, people removing snow off the bloody seats to to get sat down. Um, Thirty-one seventeen to the Bills, and the Bills looked very good. The Bills looked very good against a, a solid Steelers side. 
Um, I don't think um, Joey Bosa was, or TJ Watt, sorry, was playing for um, the Steelers. I think he was on the sidelines. So that didn't help their cause. Well, he, he got his knee smoked, didn't he? Yeah, the week before. Yeah, he did, yeah. But I don't, I don't think it would have made a difference anyway, to be honest with you. And then we all went to bed. Do you want me thought... to difference, Pete? I don't care what you say. He we, makes we a all... difference. It does. No, I mean, it wouldn't have made it. It wouldn't have made a difference to what the Bills done on the night. Is what I'm meaning by that. Um, then the final yeah, he's game. A game wrecker, man. He is. I know what you mean. The final game of the, <laughs> of the final game of the night, one in the morning. I thought I'll go to bed. I'll wake up and I'll see what the score is. And the Buccaneers, thirty-two nine against the Eagles. By Eagles, by never mind. See <laughs> you again. Eagles, <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. Exactly, exactly. I mean, if your weekend wasn't any better, just to top it off the Eagles get absolutely smoked by Baker Mayfield and the gang. I mean, yeah. And even and even Mike Evans didn't score, which is weird because when, when when they score, it tends to be him. So Chris Chris Godwin got one. Yeah, he? Godwin killed him. Yeah, and what's, um, what do you what do you think of what do you think of it? We would talk, I mean, we talk briefly about the Eagles. They they just imploded down the stretch. Yeah, yeah they imploded. So, you know, there was nothing there was nothing wrong at the uh, first eleven games. Mm. It all went downhill from there, man. Um, things changed. I think there's a lot of personalities in that, not just in the dressing room, but also with the coaches. And I think um, that's been that's been a big problem as well. So um, yeah, man, I think they're on the way down. I, I really do. I think they're on the way down. They've missed their chance. They've missed their I, chance. Yeah, this especially with chance, and he blew it. End especially off. as you said, with the money situation, we're trying to keep hold of players with the internal yeah. arguments. I it's mean, tough. The, uh, I mean, the, the, the Hertz contract's going to kill them. So yeah. that's the thing. This year wasn't that bad, you see, the way they, the way they did it. But then now it's going to be like 60 mil or something every, every year for the next kind of four years. So so they're screwed. I mean, they are proper screwed. So it's like... So, so we'll, get on to the, <laughs> we'll, get on to, we'll get on to the divisional round then. So the first game up on the docket on Saturday night for us, half nine um, start is the Ravens and the Texans. Good game. I mean, I'm not going to say that the Texans were going to win. I think the Ravens will probably win this game. But I think it's going to be quite close, Scouse. Yes. Um, I, it's, it's at Ravens, isn't it? They've got the home yeah. advantage. Haven't they? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's at, it's at Baltimore. So it's, so it's going to be, it'll be, it'll be a different test for Stroud. There's a thought around the, the Baltimore wind. Because you know what it's like in Baltimore. It's always windy. It's always damp. Um, and obviously... You know, CD Stroud normally plays in the dome, so, um, so it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. I, I think the Ravens. I think the Ravens take it. I really do. Um, I think they win by about five. Yeah, I think so. I think I mean, so too. I think anything like that, it'd be tight. No, no, it would be tight. But I think the Ravens do enough there. And then, yeah. then the one on the e- very, very late kickoff for us, uh, or evening Saturday, Sunday. Um, if that's yeah, they're all all on Sunday. But looking at the the early one on Sunday, the eight o'clock kickoff is the um, Lions. Uh, 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 sorry, the Bucks at the Lions. I think is is where it's at. Yeah, that's that's right. Lions at home against the Bucks. I think this is probably where the Bucks the Bucks are going to stop. Yeah, I, I believe that. I think <laughs> the Bucks stops the there. There you go. <laughs> yeah, the Bucks stops there. Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, I, yeah, I'm 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 into that. I I I genuinely believe Lions win that game. So do uh, I. Yeah. You know, Ben Johnson again. He's going to torch them because that that defense. I mean, you know, yeah, still got Devin White and some dudes, but 
it's not the same as it was a few years back when you know when they won it, went all the way and won it. So um yeah, man. Um I, I say Lions by seven. Yeah, easy, maybe even ten, I reckon, on there. That it could it could be that far out. Um I just can't see Baker Mayfield having a perfect game like he did last week. Um yeah. It, it, you'd have to make it a shootout to have a chance. Yeah, yeah, I know. Fire for that, which is you know, it can be quite hard for him to be consistent. That's the problem with Mayfield. So yeah, yeah. and then we've got um oh, we have got an early early Sunday morning game, which was the the other um NFC t- uh, NFC one, so it's into early hours of Sunday morning. It's a one fifteen kickoff, and it's the Packers traveling to San Francisco, um, to the Bay Area. There, yeah, again, Packers were really good last week against the Cowboys, but there's there's no way they're going to beat the Forty ers Not for me. There's not, no way. Not not at the Forty ers No chance. I, I just can't see it. I mean, I, sometimes the Niners get a bit complacent at times. So that, so that can catch him out. But, and and obviously, you know, Green Bay are the form team. Now, you look at it, they are the form team. They had mm-hmm. to win like four in a row to have even a chance to get in. Um, So, you know, you think about it that way, the hot team, even though they finished in the seventh position, like the Giants did it, went all the way and won the thing that year. They did that. So, difficult game. But I do think the Niners just take it. Yeah, and I'm massively pissed well, it's gonna off. It's going to be close. The... It's going to be a proper game. Gia, I, 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 I'm not sure. I, I really don't really know do. what to how to call this one. Uh, and, and they're really pissed off with his time on this as well on Sunday night. I mean, I get it because you're trying to, you know, they've got the two networks and you're trying to run plus, things plus through. Plus but specific time as well. Yeah, I know. And then you're like... An hours or eight hours. This this one here, this, this final game, like half 11 kickoff for us. Probably the game of the weekend, and it's obviously Chiefs are going to the Bills, which is going to be Patrick Mahomes on the road. The interesting one for this that both of them are used to cold. Like, yeah, yeah, that's true. Cold. Yeah, 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 that's true. Like normally, that that has been a factor. You know, uh, say the Miami didn't show up; they, they were too frozen. Oh, they were, they were, they were, they were yeah, really bad, um, really, really bad, and. It'd be interesting. It'd be interesting this one because as everyone's going to want to watch that one, Mahomes against Stalin and Hattons. oh, of course they are. But it's on so Bills late for us. It's like ugh. oh, it's a killer for us. So yeah, I mean, I think I think the Bills are better than this year's Chiefs. I do. I yeah. agree with you. I think the Bills yeah. will do this. I think the Bills and will. I think, I think the Bills come up short it. twice, and I just think they can't come up short again. And this no. is the first time. And this isn't the same. This is the same Kansas City offense that you know we known and love over the past. Exactly. Five years. You know, Kelty's not really producing. I think he, I think he's got worse since he's got with his bird. I really have. Um, first couple of games he wasn't too bad. After that, he's been crap. Um, and that's not not not, not Travis Kelty. He's the best tight end in, in the game. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's um, no, he's, his levels dropped. Mahomes is running around like he always does, trying to make plays, but. After's team isn't that good. I mean, you think about like these receivers, man. I mean, Rashid Rice looks decent. Yeah, he does. Um, but who else have they got on the receivers? No one. Did they get Miko Hardman back recently as well? Yeah, I think so. No, I said wait there a minute. I mean, it's pretty pretty slim on the wide receiver stage. And Kadarius you know, Tony. Yeah, well, you know what he's like. He's the matter, didn't he? You don't, you don't know how yeah, wise. I, yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. So that's what I'm saying. But I agree with you. I think this is a very close game, but I think that the Bills will, will, will just I, I do. about doing yeah, it. I think they got. I think they got the better team. I think they got a better roster. I mean, 
the Kansas City defense is pretty good. Um, it's Chris Jones is has been. Chris Jones is a is a is a absolute, absolute behemoth. Oh, I mean, but the thing is, I still think Bills. I still think Bills are the better team overall, and I think they'll win. Nice, nice. Well, we'll see, Scouts. We'll see. Um, we've got a couple of fan questions just to finish us off here. Um, I'll get them up now, and then we will go from there. So, Christian, um, UK HTTC, um, Christian Burt on Twitter. He is also on Red Zone in the UK on a uh, game day, normally on a Sunday. Don't know if you're going to do that Saturdays or Sunday, or how Deuce is going to pick that up. But anyway, if you get a chance, go and follow Christian. Listen to <laughs> read, read his blogs. His blogs are awesome. Um, he said, are we mentally prepared as fans to finally have a high-functioning franchise with intelligent human beings at the helm? I feel like I'm still blinking into the light of this new age. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, yeah, Christian, you're right. It is interesting to see someone like Josh Harris sit there. I mean, he's done more media interviews in two weeks than Dan Snyder did in 20 years. Um, yeah, it, it, it's it's mad to see that we, we have adults in the building, as, I, as I've called it. We said this before with Ron Rivera, but I think this time's different. There's no purse strings. There's no nothing holding him back. The ownership group genuinely, I think, wants to win. I mean, what are your thoughts on that, Scouse? Yeah, I mean, it's it's nice, it's, it's a nice, refreshing change, to be honest. Um, mm -hmm. That we're all going to be actually in one direction, actually looking in the same direction. I mean, that's the whole point of, of, of a team, isn't it? An, an NFL team is to be together all the way and get to the end zone. That's the whole point of your defense, to stop it going in the end zone. That, that's that's your job, you know. And you do it together as a team. Everyone does the right thing at the right time, and you win. As simple as that, you know. Um, and you've got to do it as a team. You can't do it as individuals. It doesn't – you just – you get found out eventually. You know what I mean? And And – it's the same for the backroom staff. It's the same for the ownership. If, if the ownership or say say one thing, and the GM is saying another, and then the head coach is saying another, and then and, and they're just not on the same wavelength, and they're not even trying to get on the same page. Because when you had the Bruce Allens and the Savatos, they didn't give a shit about the head coach. No, they, they just wanted to lick Dan's ass and make sure they were okay from their role. That's all they were doing. So they were on Dan's side. They saw it like this. But the head coaches were like, oh, wait a minute, this is completely different. So those things make a big difference. It really does. When you're, when you're working together as one to go for a common goal, which is to win and win eventually win the Super Bowl. So, yeah, man, I'm, I'm, it's nice to see. And I, I just can't, I can't wait for, I can't really wait to see what they're actually going to do as well. It's going to be exciting, man. Exciting off season. It is an exciting off-season, especially with that. And, and kind of rounding it out, Simon Thurston, he's uh, Simon P. Thurston on Twitter, uh, or X as it's called. He's put, with our draft capital and free agent war and free agency war chest, Cat Spend, in addition to one of the most coveted GM candidates and the team he'll assemble, how many years will it take before we can be a competitive force? He's not talking about rebuild. He's talking about how are we going to be a competitive force and how long do you think it'll take? Well, I, th I think, uh, as we mentioned before, to be a consistent not winners in book, be competitive, like trying to get to those playoff spots. Because I, I think for me, it's like that's the that's as a, as a as a head coach, if I was a head coach or I was an owner, my thought process would be playoffs is the bare minimum. That's the bare minimum. And then obviously win games in there. Okay, yeah, you know, you, you had a successful season. Obviously, you want to win it all, 
only one team can win it all. You know what I mean? So, so it's, it can be it's very difficult. But playoffs or nothing, if you if you've not made the playoffs, it's been a bad season for me. That don't care how well you've played. If you haven't, if you're not won enough games, you haven't played well enough. Simple as that. So, for me, I want to be. Um, I. It's going to take two to three years. Yeah, I think so. Three years is probably where we're where, years, whereabouts. Two years, you're pushing it. I think you're pushing it at two years to see anything to be like a. Oh yeah, this is looking a good team. I think it is. I think I said mentioned before. It's got to be that three year mark and have a little kind of recap and a, and see where we're at from that angle after three years. Because yeah, Nathan I agree. I mean, Ron bonus, Ron balls Ron balls it up by saying, "Oh yeah, it's a four three. It's four year process, and this is where we're going to be after three years, four years." Nah, it just it didn't, my, it didn't my concern. Work. Only concern I had from Peter's interview was that he mentioned that it wouldn't be a total rebuild. Yeah, I think what, what he means. He said, by, and I was like, oh, wait, what do you mean by that? Do you mean do you mean the staff, the coaches, or does he mean the actual players? Because I, I don't know. Players, the players, the after team's gone. So um, you know, that's a rebuild, that's a total rebuild if you're losing half your roster. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> so so I'm hoping he's talking about the player, uh, not the players, the actual the staff and, the, and some of the coaches, but they've got to be good coaches you can't just keep because you know the Rooney rule or because mm-hmm. you're mates with them, or you know what I mean? Like, like the Martys. I don't want the I Martys near this team, but I've got a bad feeling that Martin Mayhem is going to be sticking around. Know each other from San Francisco. Exactly. He guided Peters when he first started San Francisco. Mm-hmm. So, what he, so he, no, he, he kind of owes him a little bit, you know. So, I can definitely see them two fools being stuck around because Mayhem, even um, Herney's been like licking. Josh, uh, Josh's <laughs> ass at the moment. Yeah, I know, yeah. So, so they're saying, yeah, so they're yeah, saying. So these guys, so these guys are probably going to stick around, and I don't want these guys anywhere near my team. I don't want no own sixteen old previous GM. I don't want their crap. I'm sick of I've seen what he can do. I've seen the last three years. I've seen what he can actually do as as a talent evaluator, a drafter, all the rest of it. God awful. So oh, yeah, I understand. Just get rid of both of them. Don't even mess about. I know he's your mate, or put him into. If you want to keep him, put him. A, I don't know, head head of closet cleaning or something. <laughs> keep him out the way. Keep him out the way. This team. Just no. If you want to keep him around for some advice once in a while, fine. But just change that up, man. Just change yeah. up. Get well, at the moment, if you look at the commanders' website, we've got two GMs, which is a bit. Well, the one we got is... three. I mean, I mean, even Herney was meant to be a GM. That's some sort of GM type know. thing. It's ridiculous. No, but actual the actual title of general manager is against two people's names on the website, which is like, oh, it's a bit awkward. But I'm yeah, sure we'll does. find out in the in the coming week. Martin Mayhem. And I'm calling him Mayhem on purpose because he causes mayhem. The guy's bad, man. The guy is bad. I mean, you might have experience, you might be able to talk the talk, but when it comes down to producing, he doesn't do it. He hasn't produced anything that's any good. Like he could say, well, you know, he did some of the 49ers stuff. Yeah, but People have come in there and took on to a higher level again. So it's yeah, not like right. you were amazing. You were probably average at the 49ers. You were dung at the Lions and you were dung with us. So I don't want him around. It's as simple as that, man. I don't want him around. I don't want him around. I don't want Herney around. Don't, them, those two guys can go. But if, if you are going to keep them on, keep them as some sort of advisor. Take the GM title off these guys. You know, keep them away from my team. I don't want to see those guys' faces on the telly or... 
in, in a draft room. I, I, yeah, I don't want to see them there. Or anything like that. I don't want anyone near it because he shouldn't be there because they should not be making those big decisions because they're just not good enough. They, make, they keep consistently making poor ones. Can't deal. Can't deal. They have to go, man. Well, Scouts, I'm sure we'll find out um, what is going on in the coming weeks. We will be back keeping the mic rolling for you every Thursday. I like this live feed. I just need to remember to turn off the uh, the, the mute and the uh, and the feedback. But we'll get there with it. We'll get there with it. It's gonna. It's a work in progress, and I'm pretty certain we'll uh, we'll get this sorted for next week. But yeah, thanks for being with me. Um, appreciate you as always being on the show. I mean, honestly, we could sit here with a pint and chat for another three or four hours if we really wanted to, but uh, that's not going to be good for viewing viewing figures. Um, <laughs> maybe we're pulling all nighter on draft night or something like that. I don't know, but we'll we'll see. But yeah, thanks for being with me and um yeah we'll see you again next week bye thank you for listening to the one point safety show you can find us on all major podcast apps apple spotify and google please subscribe to the podcast and if you'd be kind enough please leave us a five-star review you can find us both on twitter at scouse andy 20 and at Scotty H84. We hope you can join us again for another episode of the One Point Safety Show. Thanks, everybody.